Are you ready? Pardon, she is strutting. The goss. All the juice. The glam. That woman has the most severe strut I've ever seen in my life. This gal. My name is Peaches. Miss Peaches, if you're nasty. This is the Peachcast. Hello everyone, my name is Miss Peaches and welcome back to another Peachcast. Today, I'm just going to get right on into it. We're going to be talking about some good topics, honey. We're going to be talking about Adele. We're going to be talking about Pride all over again. Oh yes, Pride, honey, because what? It is Pride season. We will also be talking about drag families. We will also be talking about fast food restaurants. So you know what? Come on in and we're going to jump right into it, okay? Because if you want to hear about it... I'm going to tell you about it. So come on, let's go. The Peachcast with Miss Peaches. How you doing? The first topic I want to talk about today is one pressing me. It's one, you know, it's one falling on my shoulders very hard. We are here to talk about Miss Lady Gaga. Because, let's just have a moment of silence. Because she just dropped her new song with Ariana Grande called Rain On Me. And, oh my God. That song, I'm sorry, I was... In, in the least rude way possible, I was quite literally wet. The song's called Rain On Me, honey. I was I was raining from every single orifice. I was drenched in every single way possible. The heavens opened up. God came out the clouds and said, you, get wet. Get wet. Stay wet. Be wet. Yes, exactly. And do you know who God was? It was Lady Gaga. That's what it was. That song, that song changed lives. That song made lives. Gals, stream Rain On Me right now. And also, this Peachcast will be out when the, when the album is out. So that means, stream the entire Chromatica album. Thank you very much, because Gaga very much said gay rights. She did that, she did that. But just wanted to get that in there. I needed to plug the album as if it was my own. The Peachcast with Miss Peaches. How you doing? Swiftly moving on. I want to talk about a bit more of a serious topic, everyone. I want to talk about something that, you know, has had a lot of press attention within the past few weeks or so. It's probably died down now. But we're going to talk about Miss Adele, honey. Adele. Hello from the other side. Hello, can you hear me? So recently in the news, um, Adele has been posting some, you know, cute pictures. You know, she got herself right. She got her body right. She's, you know, she is looking fabulous. She is looking beautiful. And everyone's commending Adele on her weight loss and her journey or whatnot that she's been going on. Um, but there, there is a problem I do find with it. The problem isn't with Adele's appearance. The problem is with the media validating Adele's beauty based off of her weight. Now, I'm sorry, you can have some gorgeous plus-size people. A lot of plus-size people are absolutely stunning. It's just like a lot of, you know, non-plus-size people are stunning. It doesn't matter what size you are. And people are tend to... What they're doing is they're validating Adele's beauty based off of what size she is. They're saying, oh my God, look how... She's so beautiful now. Oh my God, she looks so amazing. And I'm like, but y'all weren't saying she looked amazing before. I thought Adele looked absolutely stunning before, you know? Because she did have a fuller... She'd had a fuller figure. She had a fuller face. And Adele's... You know, her face was just... Her face back then. And and now, you know, but back then as well, her face was like so gorgeous. I was like, fool... I could not deal with how gorgeous she was. And she always had her hair blown out and, you know, it was stunning and whatnot. And she's a mother and she went went through a divorce either last year or the year before. So, you know, Adele's been going through it a little bit. So she's probably thought to herself, you know what? New page in my life. I'm going to catch me some nudes 
if you know what I mean. I'm gonna I'm gonna bounce to the next one, and you know she's probably thought, you know what, I'm I'm getting sick of being, you know, I'm getting sick of I'm getting sick of it. I want to get my body together. I want to get it together. I want to I want to have a new chapter in my life where you know I can attract some I can attract something new. Why can't we just let a woman do it for her? Why can't we just let a woman say, you know what, I want to get my body together because I want to get my body together. It's got nothing to do with catching a new man. It's got nothing to do with having revenge on the old man. It's got nothing to do with trying to impress the old man or make him miss what he's missing, you know. Maybe Adele just wanted to get her body right for herself. And here y'all are, telling her that y'all preferred her the old way, telling her, you know, this, that, the next thing, yada, yada. It doesn't matter what we think, quite frankly. I think she looked beautiful before and she looks beautiful after. Can we leave women alone and let women make whatever decisions they want to make with their damn bodies, you know? And stop judging, you know? It's very rarely men get judged in the media about their weight, about how they look, you know? Gals, if Boris Johnson lost four or five stone tomorrow, y'all would not be hopping online saying, uh, he looked better before. Oh, or y'all wouldn't be saying, oh, you look so handsome now. Y'all wouldn't be doing it. It wouldn't be happening. So, like, just because it's Adele or just because it's women in general, keep your mouth shut. Keep your damn mouth shut. Let women do what they want to do. That's all I have to say on that. Peace out. Stop talking about Adele. Adele, honey, if you're listening, you look beautiful before you look beautiful after. Anyway, call me. See you later. Bye. <laughs> the Peach Cast with Miss Peaches. How are you doing? So everyone, we are going to get into a Peaches Teaches where I will be teaching you a little bit about drag families because, hun, the bracket is far too big to fit it in one episode. So I'm just going to give you the quick rundown, okay? So welcome to Peaches Teaches, goddammit. Okay, oh, lads. Peaches Teaches. So everyone, you might think, what's a drag mother? What's a drag daughter? So a drag mother is technically a drag queen. Or it could be a drag king. Or it could be a drag father. But um, a drag mother is technically a more experienced drag queen who is who has sorry taken another person under their wing to kind of mentor them and guide them and show them, you know, the ropes of being a drag queen and to teach them and you know help them get better at drag and to show them the business aspect of things, to show them the performance aspect of things, to show them, you know the makeup, the aesthetic aspect of things also. So a drag mother is essentially a mentor to someone wanting to learn to do drag. So with that being said, obviously you get different facets of drag. You get a drag queen, you get drag king. So you would get a drag mother and you can have a drag father. Um, So because you can have a mother and father, that means you can also have a drag daughter and a drag son. But if you have a performer who doesn't like to conform, if you have um a drag, if your drag act is a gender non-conforming one, you just have a drag child. It doesn't have to be a drag daughter or a drag son. It could just be a drag child. So I have a drag daughter. Her name is Blossom. So I'll tell you the story about Blossom. So back when I actually started drag, I started drag all the way back in, I believe, two, 2017. Um, and I didn't start performing until the end of that year, but I don't really class until 2018. So Blossom at the time was 15 years old and she is from, she's not from Dundee, she's from another place called Whitburn. She loved drag, she loved watching Drag Race and she heard of us through in Dundee. She heard of me, Miss Peaches, she heard of Ellie Diamond and she heard of Buttercup Buffet, you know, the dolls. So she heard of us 
And basically she started having a little, she started having a little, you know, a wee fan moment. She was a fan of us. She came, she came to the gigs when she could come. She supported us. She used to have a drawing page. She still does have a drawing page. Uh, and it was about our drawing drag queens and, and she would draw us. And we, we really appreciated and we really loved it because no one had really shown us that kind of love before. Um, especially because this was a 15 year old cisgendered female, you know, little straight girl. And we were like, oh, bless her. We were like, oh, bless her so much. And we really, we really formed a bond with her because, you know, she looked up to us so much and we, you know, we were kind of protective of her. So as she grown, I say grown up, it's been two years. As she got older, she's now 17. She turns 18 in September. And last year in August, um, she decided that she wanted to participate in drag. And I know you're thinking, well, she's not 18 yet. She's under 18. How could she participate in drag? So um, under 18, queens can participate in drag in their bedrooms. They can dress up in drag. They can take photos of Instagram and everything. And you would, you would, would, we would just prefer to them as baby queens. Um, because they're under the age of 18, they can't particularly perform. They can perform in some shows um, if, the certain, if the certain circumstances provided for under 18 performers to perform. They can. So she decided last August that she wanted to participate in drag. And she had her first performance in, I believe it was either September or November. It was for a show here in Dundee. I always told her, I always said to her, look, if you ever figure out that you want to do drag seriously or whatever, I want to be your drag mom. And she, and she was kind of like, okay. <laughs> so the first, the first show came along where she got booked at and I was like, okay, well, I'm your mummy. I was like, I'm your mum now. And she was more than happy to. So ever since then, I have taught her you know, bits and bobs. Obviously, because she doesn't live in Dundee, it has made it a little bit more difficult because she's not as easily as accessible as what normal people would be to their drag children. I have taught her how to, you know, style hair. I've, give her, I've given her tips and tricks with her makeup to, you know, make her makeup look, you know, a bit more, you know, sharp and a bit more smoother and a bit more flawless. I say a bit more flawless because, you know, she was already flawless to bloody begin with. I did, I've never seen anything like it in my life. Someone starting off straight out of the bat and just being phenomenal. I have helped her a little bit aesthetically, but really the aesthetic choices that she makes are most, are, you know, 99.9% .9 on her. You know, I'll be like, oh no, change this a little bit. But anything else, she's she's just absolutely phenomenal. And you know what, I'll, I'll just cut straight to the point. Drag families, I feel, are, are an essential part of being a drag queen. I can't imagine being a drag queen and not having a close-knit group of friends in the drag scene. Not having that support system. We we almost say, we call it chosen family. So the Queen's through in Dundee, and you know, with the given exception of my drag daughter, the Queen's through in Dundee, we would all just consider ourselves a family purely because we all have each other's back. And, you know, we all look out for each other and we're all really, really, really good friends. And you know, that's people you can go to. So I know a lot of people who don't, you know, they don't hear about drag, they don't see drag, they're not they don't have much knowledge about the LGBTQIA community. They might find it a little bit weird. But all I'm saying is, okay, a lot of these people who are doing drag, a lot of these queer, queer people, they all have troubled pasts. A lot of people have troubled pasts regardless. But I'm just saying, these people could have been kicked out of their homes. These people could have been diminished from their families. These people could have been, you know, cast out, set aside from society, period. And for them to have a place they can go, for them to have people they can go to, that they would consider family without these people having to be blood. That is an essential lifeline in our community. And that is, an, that is an essential part 
of what makes us so strong as a community. I am very thankful for my drag family. I'm very thankful for the girls and, you know, the guys, the dolls, the queers. And I'm very thankful for my drag daughter because, believe it or not, she's actually taught me a little bit too. And I've not actually told her, but she's taught me a little bit also. Drag families are important. If you don't have a drag family, try and source one out. Try and find one. If you're a drag queen listening and you don't have a drag family, learn who your local queens are. Learn who is local to you, who you can talk to, who you can make friends with. And really try your best to make friends with them. Don't try too hard because you shouldn't have to beg for people's friendship. But nine times out of ten, those people will take you in if you're a genuine, authentic character and you just love drag and you want to do drag because you love it you'll be fine. If you want a drag mother, don't try and force having a drag mother. A drag mother will come naturally if you have someone who's more experienced in the scene than you and you're really close like that. That stuff, that stuff tends to happen really naturally. Me and Blossom happened really naturally and we're killing the game quite frankly. We're on campaigns for brands like what a drag on palette launches and stuff, you know. She's TikTok famous with thousands upon thousands of followers and hundreds and hundreds of thousands of views and stuff. And she's doing her thing. I'm doing my thing. We're being successful doing the thing. And she's not even 18 yet. So to that, I say, (laughs) so everyone, on that note, I hope that gave you a little bit of insight into, you know, drag families and that whole little extra little subculture to drag. This is the Peach Cast. Absolute fabulosity. So last episode, I spoke about digital drag, drag going digital. I thought it was a fabulous idea. I still do think it's a fabulous idea. And I'm also, I, I, I spoke about it very positively. But here's the, here's the reality. It's not all positive. It's not a fabulous, it's not a banging, it's not that girl. It's not always the moment, you know what I mean? So I'm going to get into it a little bit and I'm going to talk about how maybe digital drag, even though it's a fabulous idea, it's a fabulous concept, I'm going to maybe get into maybe why it's not the, you know, the, this is this is why it's not the main avenue of drag. Here's the thing. I have done, I believe, either four or five, possibly six online drag shows, okay? Now... If you're a drag queen and you were full-time, if you were a full-time drag queen doing the gigs, doing everything, you will be taking lockdown very difficult. So I've been taking lockdown very difficult just to let you into my world. I don't know if I said it last time. When lockdown happened, I obviously, all my gigs had to get postponed. And in the first month of lockdown happening, I lost out 2700 in, you know, gig money which is a lot of money. And since then, I've had to go on Universal Credit, which is only now paying me 300 a month. So you can now, so you can like now imagine my situation from like making money to basically not making money. And I know it's not all doom and gloom because you'd say, well, at least you're, you know, at least you're not getting nothing. To that, I say, touche. Digital drag was sort of, you know, conjured up and all these online drag shows were conjured up to help performers, you know, to help them get tips, to help them get extra bit of money here and there. So 98% of the drag community now is all making online drag content. And I'll clear up. So online drag content, you know, so let's say my show Bingo Wigs, let's say we've done an online show. I would approach performers and I would say, hey, would you like to pre-record a video, whatever, about whatever, Pre-record a video, make it cute, edit it up, do whatever you want with that video, give me whatever vibe you're feeling, send it over to me 
and we're going to put it all in this live stream. So it'd be this hour long live stream of just pure drag content, multiple drag queens performing and videos that they, basically like music videos or it could be anything they want. And like an hour long show, it's a live stream. Some live streams you have to pay to watch, but you know, the majority of them in the UK, you don't have to pay to watch them. And the only way performers would make any money from it would be from the audience watching, tipping the performers via their PayPal. Now, probably for about the first two weeks of lockdown happening, uh, people were on board, people were, you know, doing it, people were tipping. And I think probably after that first two weeks, it kind of fizzled out a little bit. Before I say this, I kind of, I had to shift my motives for doing online drag. So to begin with, I was like, okay, I'm only going to be doing online drag because I need to make a coin. Um, and since then, <laughs> since then, I've really had to shift my motive. I can't sit here and say I'm only going to do it for money now because, because money is not guaranteed. And the reason I say that is because I have done online shows where people have just been watching at home, they've enjoyed it and they've lived and they've not tipped. And I know tipping isn't mandatory, but if you are doing the show with the intention to make money and you're not making the money, it is very, very, very deflating. And it can kill your buzz and it can kill your mood and it just, and it kills, you know, what you created for it in your, in your mind if that's your motive. So I had to change my motive and be like, okay, I'm, I, I now can't do this for money now. I need to do this because I want to do it and because I want to make good content and because I want to put some good stuff out there. So ever since I made that, you know, mental shift in my head, it's been a little easier because I think the last show I done, I, th I think I made like 750 from it. I'm not even going to lie to you. I've, I've heard of performers making a, a pound from online drag stuff. You can't live off it. We're never going to be able to live off it. And quite frankly, we need more clubs back open. <laughs> we need our venues back. We need to cat cat boom on the stage. We need to twirl. We need to kick. We need to dip. You know, we need to get the fringe out. We need to get our Primark bodysuits out. We need to get our thigh highs off eBay out. We need to get it all out, honey. And we need to get working again. Because online drag is just not sustainable for drag queens. However, it is a very good medium to create content in which you would have never created before. The pros for doing it and the cons for doing it. I don't know how to weigh them up at this moment in time. But all I'm saying is, if you are watching a digital drag show... Please tip your performers. I know it's not mandatory, but whatever you can give to the performers, blimmin' give it, because we need it. That's all I'm saying, okay? This is the Peachcast. Absolute fabulosity. Okay, everyone, moving on. Next up, the next topic we are going to be talking about is the Dundee Pride conversation. So as you know, I think I spoke about it a little bit in the last pod, in the last peach cast. I was going to say podcast. Whoops. Um, so Dundee Pride was cancelled this year, unfortunately, due to COVID-19 and due to planning arrangements not being able to be fulfilled. All that stuff. And also, I doubt we'll be allowed to crowd of 14, 15,000 people this year. That seems a bit manic. But so I was sitting back and I was thinking, you know what? There is no possible way I can allow, you know, September, the month of September to go by and not have um, a, a, a some degree of Pride celebration, not have nothing at all. So I had a thought with me and a, me and a few friends of mine, and I was thinking, what can we do? What can we do? What can we do? What can I do? What can we do? And I was like, how about we do our own event on the day of, on the on the day that Pride should have been on? 
obviously that puts a date on things, but you know, we're not putting up a date just now, purely because of we don't know what's going to happen. And we are currently involved with all the Dundee gay venues, that all the all the venues that, you know, are inclusive of LGBTQIA plus folk. Now, I say event. Each venue will be hosting a different event. And it's all running off a hypothetical. I'm not going to say too much just now. But all I'm going to say is Dundee's Big Kiki. That's what we're calling it. The Dundee's Big Kiki. And if you don't know what Kiki is, it's basically like a little catch-up with your friends. It's like a little Kiki. Hello. Hello. How are you? Oh, girl, did you hear about... Did you hear? Do you get... Never never guess who he slept with the other night. Yes, him. Her ex. Yes, him. That, that kind of thing, a kiki, it's a catch-up. So, basically, riding off of how things are looking for COVID-19, how the rules and the guidelines are looking, we are currently hoping that venues will be open by that time, but they will have a limited capacity. Obviously, we're not releasing nothing about dates or nothing just now or the actual guidelines of it just now, purely because the guidelines are going to be changing every few weeks. And we're just going to play it by ear just now. Um, guys, please keep your eyes open for events coming for the Dundee's Big Kiki because rest behold, rest behold, I will have my way. And we will be doing something for the Pride of 2020, God damn. The Peachcast with Miss Peaches. How you doing? Also, everyone, I covered this in the last um, Peachcast. So I said to myself, Peaches, future Peaches, if McDonald's is open in the future, can you please get me my order? And I recited my order to myself. Now, everyone, we have an update, okay? So all the McDonald's drive through stores will be opening between the 2nd and the 4th of June. Ah! I've never been more ecstatic in my entire life. So I'm kicking back and I'm dreaming of the nuggets. I'm kicking back and I'm dreaming of the double cheeseburgers. I'm dreaming of the McFlurries. I'm dreaming of a nice Coke. Because ah! gals, believe it or not, Draft Coke is my favourite Coke in the world. I would, dra- any, I, I would take Coke from Draft any day over a tin or a bottle. Rest assured, because that draft, see when you get in that draft, honey, you will get your entire life together. That is absolute fabulosity right there. So I cannot wait for that. Oh, oh, I'm getting palpitations. You know, I'm getting flustered. Need to check my vital signs. Make sure the pulse is still there. Two seconds. Yep. Right, so McDonald's. I just have one request. I just have one request. McDonald's people, if you're listening, listen up, okay? That damn milkshake machine better be on every single time I need I need it as will the McFlurry thing please and thank you I know I worked at McDonald's before I did work at McDonald's yes that's a whole other peach cast about the time I worked in bloody McDonald's and I will tell you I know how it works and I know it could be frivolous and I know it could be difficult because sometimes that thing just doesn't want to work but all I'm saying is all I'm saying is if I call you up and I say hello I say hello all I'm saying is can you have the machine on for me because I need it. I, I, I'm going to need a nice cheeky little vanilla milkshake every now. I'm going to need a, a cheeky little strawberry milkshake every now and then. I'm going to need an Oreo McFlurry every now and then. There's just, this, the days just call for it. So, McDonald's staff, McDonald's managers, McDonald's CEOs, I know you're all listening, quite frankly, because, you know, what else are you blimmin' doing with your time? Please and thank you. Thank you very much. P.S. 
Miss P. The Peachcast. So everyone, that is the end of today's Peachcast. We covered a lot of grim today. We covered Adele's weight loss in the media. We covered Dundee Pride. We covered our big Kiki. We covered drag families. We covered McDonald's. The only thing I've not covered is my flimmin' beard. So with that being said, thank you so much for listening. Remember everyone, if you have questions or anything, please don't be afraid to send them in. I would love to read over them. If you have suggestions for challenges or anything, I would love to do them. You can send any questions you have to social at tfm.co.uk. That is social at tfm.co.uk. You can also follow me on Instagram um, at official Miss Peaches. You can follow me on Twitter at Miss Peaches EOI. And if you're from Dundee, I don't even need to spell that out for you. And you can follow me on Facebook at just Miss Peaches. Make sure you're following TFM on all their social medias. I'm pretty sure it's just at TFM on all their social medias. And we will see you in the next one. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. Until next time, 